Hi, this is Blackbird, and I'm here to let you know that this show contains spoilers. And um, if you got a sensitive ear, yeah, you might want to know that we do use flavorful language. Welcome to Mad Geek Woman, a podcast for geeks of color, CJ and Blackbird discuss nerdy and geeky things they are excited about. This is Blackbird. And this is CJ. And we're here, Man Geeks Woman. So, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was all right. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Um, so, I know for me, it was a very emotional weekend, you know, with Endgame coming out and with Game of Thrones, The Long Night. Yeah, I was uh, on this emotional roller coaster. I was kind of like geeked up for the whole weekend. And then, you know, my game came out, which is Days Gone, and I started playing that. And so I was just on an emotional high. Did you have, did you experience any of that? I'm spent out. This is like, it was like, this was like nerds. uh, Final Four weekend and Super Bowl all rolled into one. I wanted the Apex. No, don't, just, mention it. don't mention the Apex game. That's garbage. Yeah, it, it was uh, the I mean, it's free. <laughs> yeah, but it's garbage. Again, we're getting away from the topic. When people get mad when you stay off topic. But the topic is is that, and I don't think there will be another weekend like this uh, again for a long time. Now, people will go ahead and say, well, you know, Star Wars is open, but and all the haters can hate all they want to, but this weekend was was pretty was pretty damn big. And it's not going to be another one like It was epic. Yes, it was. Okay, so let me let me uh, let me start off with the end question and then work our way work our way back. Well, we're gonna jump around anyway. We're gonna be just like just like the original six and just bounce through time. So, <laughs> I, so did you cry at the end of Endgame? Uh, I got a little teary. I can't say that I cried because I kind of expected that it was gonna end the way that it ended. Well, we predicted uh, that Tony was gonna eat it. And then we yeah. predicted that Cap was going to go back with Peggy. That was, if anybody knows anything about how they foreshadow in movies and whatnot, they've been foreshadowing the fact that Cap, first of all, Cap is a 70-year-old virgin because he has never got laid. So he was, he, was, he, was aching for, he was aching for something. They tried to make it work uh, with him and Sharon like they did in the comics. And people were mad about that on the internet. I couldn't believe it. I need to be totally honest. I like being a nerd, but... There are times I like being a solo nerd. I don't like to interact with all the rest of these nerds out here. They on some bullshit. I mean, like, they take stuff way too serious sometimes. So, so if you go down the list of things that people were mad at in this film were, one, they were mad that Black Widow got refrigerated, meaning it's a, it's a comic book trope that the female character in any comic book or movie or whatnot or sci-fi film has to go through something detrimental in order to spurn the hero. This is all based on a comic book from Green Lantern where the current Green Lantern had a, had a regular girlfriend who was killed 
by the villain of the book, Major Force, and stuffed into a refrigerator. So ever since then, the, the term is called fridged whenever it comes to a woman who gets destroyed in order to prop up a man. So everybody, well, not everybody. There's a certain amount of folk who were mad that Natasha was fridged. There was a certain amount of folk who were mad that they thought that there was less time with Captain Marvel in this one, and, and she didn't have anything to do. They were mad at the fact that the lasting shot of all the Marvel female heroes coming together to fight for that short period to help Carol get the, the glove over to the uh, the quantum truck, they thought that was pandering. And my, my favorite one is that they thought that the fat Thor presence in the film, you know what, Gary Owen said it perfectly when I listened to him today on his podcast. He's like, it's usually the advocate who are the most offended, not the people that the joke is supposedly foisted upon. Mm-hmm. So in the film, Thor, who's suffering from PTSD because he couldn't do what he needed to do in order to stop Thanos in the first place, decides to eat and drink himself into Fat Thor, so to speak. So he becomes obese because all he does is eat, drink, and play video games with Korg and Meek from from Thor Ragnarok. So everybody thought that those two didn't survive the snap they did. So to bring it back a little bit further, just to bring it into context, the movie begins, of course, pre-snap. And then moves toward to where Rocket, Captain America, Rhodey, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit, Thor, Nebula, and Captain Marvel devise a plan to try to go ahead and get Thanos once and for all. They find out he uses the stones. They take a ship. So they go to this planet where they put some deep space scans and find them. They're like, where are the stones? Thanos says, I got no stones. I use the stones to destroy the stones. So that's your ass. Wait, 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 wait. You, did you skip part? No, no, you didn't. Okay. No. So Thanos says, look, it's not nothing you can do. He's tried. To- yeah, Thanos gets more- irreversible. Thanos gets rem- slightly remorseful and apologizes to his daughter because his daughter knows, you know, the real Thanos. And Thor gets pissed off, and cut the nigga head off. To which she says, why you do that? He's like, I went for the head. Fast forward to my previous point. Fat Thor suffering from PTSD so bad because of the fact that he failed not once, but twice. Well, actually, what but was actually, the time he failed? Well, he failed because he looked at the whole entire arc of Thor. Thor is the Andy Sipowitz of the Marvel Universe. Thor had a lot of shit went down with him. His father died. Uh-huh. His, his mother died. Uh-huh. Uh, his brother died. He uh-huh. lost his hammer. He lost he half lost, his He lost he, half his home, basically. He lost, he lost Asgard and he lost his hammer. And he lost his hammer. He and then, and on top of he that, he lost the eye at one point. <laughs> right. So, so Thor had a lot of shit. He felt like it was his fault that half of the universe got destroyed because he didn't aim for the head in Infinity War. So, right. I mean, that was a lot of stuff to have on you. But Just I think that we've had this discussion before. I think that also goes down to the fragile nature of the male ego, specifically the male ego in today's society. Folk don't know how to take L's and don't know how to rebound from when they do get an L. Mm-hmm. It's all of them giving those orange slices and the participation trophies and whatnot. So when you come up with something, <laughs> no, I, you come up with several orange slices. <laughs> orange slices. You you ain't never. I mean, you had personal. You remember, huh? You you had you had kids. You know when you used to go to the soccer to the little soccer thing. They used to give out the orange slices. 
And you know, they made sure everybody got their little orange slices and everybody got their participation yeah, trophies. Got their participation trophies. Mm-hmm. And then and then they stopped keeping score because they didn't want to they didn't want the kids to feel shame. Now I thought that was crazy. Uh you can you can make um children too sensitive where they don't understand, like you said, taking the L or taking um or being rejected. That's not so, a realistic view of the world. So right. I think, that think this that's is, what happened in Thor. <laughs> yes, I think that's a. I think that is a visual representation of what happens. Now, remember, you remember how arrogant he was in the first Thor film. Why did you bring us back? You realize what you've done, what you've started. I was protecting my home. You cannot even protect your family. How can you hope to protect the kingdom? Get into the healing room. No. There won't be a kingdom to protect if you're afraid to act. The Jotuns must learn to fear me, just as they once feared you. That's pride and vanity talking, not leadership. You've forgotten everything I taught you. But a warrior's patience. While you wait and be patient, the Nine Realms laugh at us. If the old ways are done, you'd stand giving speeches while Asgard falls. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy! And you are an old man and a fool! Nobody. I was very arrogant. Right, because what did he say? I think it was in Infinity War when he was talking to Rocket. And he said, You know, I'm 1,500 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that. And every one of them would have rather killed me, but none succeeded. I'm only alive because fate wants me alive. Thanos is just the latest in a long line of bastards, and he'll be the latest to fill my vengeance. Fate wills it so. Well, if I'm wrong, then... What more could I lose? Six major hits now. So dead brother, huh? Yeah, it could be annoying. Well, he's been dead before. You know, this time I think it really might be true. And you said you, your sister and your dad? Both dead. But still got a mom, though? Killed by a dark elf. A best friend? Stabbed through the heart. Mm-hmm. You can't recover from six... Right, you can't recover from six major hits. But yeah, so he just was, he's, I don't think with that speech, and then with, like I said, with the with them six hits, I don't think he's ever recovered. And then he's lost Loki twice. Well, the first time, Loki faked his own death. Okay, but then he lost Loki again when he went to the, the when Hela threw him out to the time, to when he was going to the Bifrost, and he lost he lost Loki then. Then he got, he never recovered. He recovered, but then he saw Loki and he was happy, and then Loki died again. Well, and I think this time he knows that Loki died for real. Right. So that's why Thor retreated to food and drink. And I'm sorry, but Korg and Meek, they, they them some enablers. I'm sorry. Because they could have said Thor. They are some, some enablers. You, you, you sitting there just, hey, bro, you need to get some help. I mean, but what did he do? I mean, if that's the case, then Valkyrie is an enabler, too, because she knew that he wasn't in a good space. But what do you <laughs> Valkyrie represents represents how America treats those who are mentally ill. Well, he just gonna have to work himself out of it. I guarantee you, if Thor had a broken arm, she wouldn't be like, yeah, uh, Thor. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just let you work that broken arm out. Well, you know, uh, people look at physical illnesses differently than they look at mental illness. Like when I used to uh, have like really bad panic attacks, people would be like, oh, well, just don't worry. Okay, well, nigga, if I was able to do that, do you think I want to have panic attacks? Like, if it was right. that damn simple, I would have did it, you know? Right. So, so I think that's the reason why he drank heavily. But I don't think that people, like the people who are mad, like the, like the fat people who are mad about the fact that they had fat jokes in this movie, 
I, I don't think they see it like that. They just see it like, oh, you're just making fun of us because we're fat. I'm like, to be honest, these jokes. Hear a lot of fat jokes. It was one of those things like, oh, last time I saw you, you was like shaped like a god. Now you right because the whole like go back to like, what's going on? <laughs> go back to when it go back to when he ran into the Guardians of the Galaxy in Infinity War. How the hell is this dude still alive? He is not a dude. You're a dude. This, this is a man. A handsome, muscular man. I'm muscular. But who are you kidding, Quill? You're one sandwich away from fat. Yeah, right. It's true, Quill. You have put on weight. What? Gamora, do you think I'm... It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. Wow. It's a real wake-up call for me. Okay, I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? It's like his muscles are made of Katati metal fibers. Stop massaging his muscles. So I think I think from the writer standpoint, they went with that and they they turned that because every time it was Th- Thor was all fine and sexy and whatnot. But I think they turned that on his head to show, look, the boy was in anguish. Granted, it's lazy writing in only one instance. It's basically showing and not telling because I think right. they could have they could have left off the fat suit and still told the same story. It just have him act out the anguish but they wanted to simplify it for the masses and that's why they went the fat route yeah and and to be honest with you i I didn't think that thor was all that fat he just had a beer gut which happens when you drink a lot of beer right but But he wasn't fat like he wasn't fat no one has come up with the whole discussion about why thor's fat it's just oh thor's fat y'all making fun of fat people I'm like, y'all not even know that Thor's, again, Thor's had six losses. All the wins he got, them six losses, they hurt him bad. Yeah. And, and you know, Thor, even though he's Asgardian, he spent a lot of time in Midgard, which is Earth. And so he picked up a whole bunch of human-like qualities. One of them is Thor is emotional. Hella, he's emotional. Hella emotional. He's hella emotional. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, he, he wasn't like that when he was on, on Asgard for the majority of the time. But when he became the protector of Midgar, he picked up a lot of human qualities. Yeah, he never, he never got... Emotions was one of he them. He never got over his breakup with Jane. I, I, I think... No, he never did. He never got oh, over... I mean, if you want, you can count that as a loss, too. Yes, he never, got <laughs> o- he never got over his breakup with Jane. I think Thor... He just he went through some things. Thor suffers from the same problems as John Wick. And then we ready. Let me explain. Oh, let, me explain yeah. let me explain that to you. That comes out this month. Right. And and I, I don't think John does not know. John is like, that's what I'm saying, that Thor represents male ego and that he is not allowed to A, process his emotions properly. And when he does process his emotionally, he processes them in the wrong way. John Wick is the same yeah. way. It would have been very easy for John to say, look, man, I lost my wife. And this dog represents what my wife gave me. And since my wife died of cancer, and even though I'm an assassin that knows how to kill a man 57 ways, I can't kill cancer. So when they kill the dog, he's like, look, again, that was a trigger. I can't kill cancer, but I can kill these motherfuckers that kill my goddamn dog. <laughs> exactly. They shouldn't have been fucking with him. I mean, maybe eventually he'd have worked that out in his own strange little way and whatnot. With the dog, maybe some street racing. I don't know. But no, they went looking for trouble and they fucking found it. Right. I had no sympathy for. I can't remember the character, Theon character in John Wick. I have no sympathy for him. 
um, actually, it's... Yosef Tarasov. Yosef Tarasov, played by Alfie Allen, was a gangster and the son of crime lord Vigo Tarasov, leader of the Tarasov mob. During a home invasion, he murders the dog of John Wick, unbeknownst to him a legendary hitman who used to work for his father. This leads to John coming out of retirement to take revenge. I brought this point up, point up once before. It the jokes in in Endgame were okay. They may have they may have been a little pointed, okay, and they may have been pointed to a certain section of folk. And for that, I apologize for what you're going through. Body shaming ain't the shit. But them jokes were not as bad as the whole entire whole entire two series of the Nutty Professor. <laughs> That was blatant fat that was, it was blatant, but fat, well, fat shaming. It was blatant fat shaming. That yeah. and Norbert too. So again, as I said before, I, I'm not into body shaming, but I think if you look at it in the context of what was going on, I think it's more lazy writing or just we need to make sure that we dumb this down for the masses because the masses don't understand PTSD and don't understand mental illness. So how do you say that somebody's suffering from mental illness? Oh, well, they got fat. Well, I would say got- that, uh, I mean, and that's just a symptom, like that don't happen to everybody, but I would have thought that people would have been more upset when Rocket Slapped like, him. Slapped him. <laughs> like, like Thor was like getting ready to. He was triggered and he was getting ready to have like he he was about to panic. And Rocket was like, the "Fuck out of him! Like you need to get over it." And I thought that people would have bigger reaction to that than to say, "Hey, you done put on some pounds? Like what's going on?" <laughs> right, but you can't dictate to how people are going to receive this movie. The Marvel movies they try to do this one thing. They try to hit every point to get the widest net of an audience that they can bring into the theater. Well, first they say, oh, you want romance? So we're going to try to shoehorn Natasha and the Hulk together. That that didn't work, so they had to throw that out. Uh, we want to get the nerds in here to make sure they powered us up. So they sprinkled this whole movie with all fan service that connect this movie with several movies, even Thor The Dark World, which I think I'm the only other person who saw Thor The Dark World. So I understand I most of the world. That's why you yeah. understand that Jane had the, uh, what was it? What was the reality stone? No, she like, had the, uh, um, which one she had? The red, what's the red one? She had a, she wasn't the power stone. She had the, um, uh, they called it the ether. I forgot what they called it. Now I got to go through Damn the list. It, <laughs> now I got, see, I told you we need to develop the drinking game. Whenever CJ forgets something, you need to take a shot. I can't think of shit. Both of us need to take a, you need to take two shots because I can't think of the name either. I thought it was. Um, actually, it's the reality stone. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe film released on November 8, 2013, Thor, The Dark World, The Convergence began across the Nine Realms. Jane Foster, played by actress Natalie Portman, accidentally discovered and became infected with the ether, which what it was called before it was solidified to become the Reality Stone. This alerted the Dark Elves to its presence. Malekith, played by actor Christopher Eccleston, waged war against Asgard, as they were protecting Foster, to regain the ether. Eventually Foster came to Svartalfheim where Malekith reclaimed the ether and absorbed it. Malekith took the ether to Earth where he attempted to use its power to infect the entire universe into eternal darkness. Thor, played by actor Chris Hemsworth, also returned to Earth where he confronted the leader of the Dark Elves. Malekith used the ether to battle Thor across worlds during the Convergence until eventually they became separated and Malekith unleashed the ether's power. Thor and Eric Selvig, played by actor Stellan Skarsgård, 
were able to destroy Malekith before he could complete his plans. Well, and, and you know, another thing too that Marvel did that I actually kind of liked is when they went back in time, you got to see different segments of the movie that you didn't get to see in the movie. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but then they kind of made paradoxical plot holes. The plot hole in Age of Ultron was how did the staff get from Avengers Tower over to Sokovia for that dude with the experimentations on the twins. So they did the whole sequence. So to explain further, and we'll probably touch back on this a little bit later, but this whole process, as as Scott Lang calls it, the time heist starts when Scott Lang shows up by the MVP of the movie, a rat steps across the control board of the quantum truck and exits him out of the quantum room. Now, at this particular point, five years has passed between when Thor cut off Thanos' head and becomes despondent and when Scott Lang reappears. So Scott Lang doesn't know what's going on. Now, it's been five years for everybody else. It's only been five hours for Scott Lang because time works differently in the quantum room. Right. So at so at so Scott, and you know how he got stuck in the quantum realm. Everybody might not know that that at the got, time when they was getting ready to bring him back, they had turned into this. But he had to go into the quantum realm because he was getting quantum particles for Ghost. Which, by the way, uh, spoiler alert: she does not appear in this film. Nor she does, does not. Nor does Nakia, and nor does Vision. Now I want to know where Nakia is. Because well, the vi- vision died before vision nope. didn't die in the dust. Well, this yeah, vision, but the body was still around somewhere. But vision did not die in the dust. Um, he, you remember? Yes, um, I remember. They pulled the stone out of his head. But I believe, I believe that Shuri was able to download his consciousness into somewhere, and that's the reason why that Wanda and Vision show is going to be on. They'll just imprint his his consciousness onto a new robotic brain and then him and Wanda will go off into the sunset. Hey, yo, what's going to happen with Adam Warlock? You know, they teased it in Galaxy, uh, the Guardian of the Galaxy 2, but you don't see anything about him either. That was, uh, look, those are my predictions, but I believe that all of these, all of these threads that they they got going on, they'll be solved in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. First Mm -hmm. of all, Thor's on the Guardians of the Galaxy now, again, skipping ahead. At the end of the film, Thor decides he no longer wants to be king of New Asgard, uh, which has relocated in the same town, as a matter of fact, that the Red Skull found the uh, Cosmic Cube in the, fr- in the first Captain America film. So he decides to abdicate the throne to Valkyrie, says she'll be a wonderful queen, she'll make changes, and decides to go with the Guardians of the Galaxy, where he butts heads with, with Quill. Meanwhile, Quill is on a hunt to try to hunt down and search for Gamora. But it's not the Gamora that he knows. It's actually Gamora from the past. Again. From the past. Prior to knowing her. Right. So she dips. So he's trying to hunt her down. I believe that all these questions are going to be answered in the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be a quest to find Gamora. And then on that quest to find Gamora, then it's going to be Adam Warlock. And I do believe this is how they're going to get around it. She's going to eventually get back with Quill. But I believe my prediction that it's going to be because of Adam Warlock. And Adam Warlock is going to finally go where the Red Skull is, get the Soul, soul Stone without having to kill anybody, snatch it, put it on top of his head and whatnot, and become the Adam Warlock. Meanwhile, the souls of both Natasha and Natasha and um, Gamora is stuck in the Soul Stone. He'll release those souls. He'll release Gamora's soul to her 2014 body, 
and then she'll she'll have both knowledge herself both the past and the present and uh, that Natasha did probably which actually would work out even better they'll probably just imprint Natasha's soul onto somebody else okay so that so that is a, a prediction <laughs> Hey, look, I've been thinking about this stuff a lot. So I see because the you you kind of like infatuated with time. And well, how it works. I, I well, because um, I mean, I just I I don't like plot holes, and this this movie left a lot of plot holes. Like if they can fix, but I doubt yeah, that. They left like, the ass of plot holes. <laughs> they did. They left the ass of plot holes. So I think it'll be fixed then. I don't think it'll be. I don't slate of upcoming movies. Um, I just don't. I, I don't think that they have the. I don't think they have the stomach or the fortitude to get to go. In. They're they're smaller characters. They're, oh, maybe the Eternals, but the Eternals that's more cosmic. Again, maybe I was that's say the Eternals is, is more cosmic, and they really didn't have anything to do with the Avengers. Now, exactly. That's just going to be some old that set up. I don't think that I don't think that this phase four of movies they're not going to be as interconnected as that phase five because I guarantee you. Right. Based upon my based upon my other prediction, the phase five of those movies I think builds up to the big to the bigger bad. These next ones, look, Marvel's like, look, I, we know that superhero movies are probably going to be waning and whatnot. People are going to be tired of it after this this big two billion dollar three billion. It's probably going to make four billion dollars. This four billion dollar movie is about to, this, that's about to hit with uh, Endgame. So mm-hmm. the best thing to do is to go small and then to build up the excitement again to where we go ahead and go up to an even bigger bad. So these next, I think five or six movies that they got coming out, you know, you got you got the Master of Kung Fu, you got the Black Widow movie that's set in the prequel, the Eternals movie, Doctor Strange two, and Black Panther two. Now, Spider Man, but no, Spider Man's the end of phase. Spider Man's the uh, the epilogue for phase three. Mm-hmm. So that that's the epilogue. How many phases end. is it? Is it four or five? Well, they start the next one. That's phase four. The phase three is about okay. to end already. So phase four is about to start. And then I'm thinking way, way ahead. Phase five is the new stuff that they're going to bring because that's how they're going to, int- they're going to introduce the X-Men and whatnot are not going to be on nobody's screen until at least 2022 or 2023. Okay. And the way, the way I feel that they're going to introduce them is Tony had already mentioned that he wanted an armor around the world. Mm-hmm. Now, again, to skip, uh, I'm going to skip ahead to, they managed through their time heist to gather all the stones and put them in a robotic gauntlet that Tony builds based upon the fact that Tony, again, has discovered time travel based on the information that he gets from Scott Lang and the rest of the crew. So they travel to different time periods where all the stones were. So they gather up all the stones before Thanos gets the stones. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, put them up in a, in, a, in a robotic, cybernetic, Iron Man type gauntlet. And the first person to wear the gauntlet is the Hulk, where he snaps his fingers and brings back everybody who got dusted five years prior into the present. So they got dusted in 2018, but got brought back to life in 2023. Which opens up a whole nother other door because look, man, if I lost my wife five years ago, you think I'm just gonna sit around and wait around for her? Now, I'm not well, like you Clint. Have to understand too that 
even though they went and altered the past, they didn't change the present. Right. So it's basically like they overlapped the past with present, which kind of made it a little confusing because you was like, well, hey. And they, all did, and they did that because they made a promise to Tony because he didn't want to lose his daughter. His, he, which I, can't, I can't blame him. I, I really can't. I mean, you got the glove. You couldn't find out a better way. I mean, you've you mucking up a lot of people's lives just for one little girl. I mean, I hate to be heartless, but you got to think of it. You ever played the game like when you were a kid or maybe a little older or maybe it's a drinking game with you and you and your girlfriends, whatnot, that if you had found the, the lamp, what three wishes would you make? Right. Everybody always makes, oh, I wish I had a lot of money or oh, I wish I had, you know, you know. Some people be like, I wish I uh, had more wishes. <laughs> Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you, and that's be the same, that would be the same thing that they should have been more creative with that. And, and quite frankly, quite frankly, I am bothered by the characterization. Look, I, I understand that Bruce and the Hulk had to get together and they had it, but they just really just nerfed uh, the Hulk. Uh, yeah, they, they, they nerfed the Hulk a lot. He didn't throw not one damn punch in this, except for well, when that time went. The thing about it is he, he okay, so. My okay, so I have always thought that when you had the professor Hulk, that Hulk was just extremely smart, but he couldn't even figure out the time machine. And I was just like, okay, so they dumped it down a little bit, and then they took his strength. And so we basically just have a a bulk semi smart person that's just green, right? There was right. nothing hulkish about him. Exactly. Okay. So we don't want to confuse the people even further. So, at, so yeah, I'm going back to when, when we're talking about time. <laughs> right. So when Scott gets back, he drives, when he goes to visit his daughter first to find out his daughter's five years older. So that sets up the opening for making uh, either Cassie uh, 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 stature by Hank building her, probably Hank building her a suit giving him some pin particles because at the end him and Janet, they, they, they sitting on the stoop with, with the, with the, with the girl looking at each other lovingly while they stroke the child's hair. So they, they look like they're, they're, they're a couple Wait, he drives from California to New York or New Jersey and tells them, look, man, if we can just, what if we, I can't, what if we went into one uh, entry in the quantum realm and came out another in a future forward point of time, then we could go ahead and, you know, Get the stones, right? So, so it was Scott's idea for it to be doing a time heist. I guess they want to call back to all the Ant Man films, basically heist films at this point. So they want to call back to that. So, which, and when you think about it, made sense because if they hadn't went back to right before Thanos made this nap, I don't think that would have worked because he would have been too powerful. So they basically had to him before he got the gauntlet completed. Right. So, I mean, I understand that that made sense in a sense. <laughs> so. Right. And, and um, uh, I just man, it's just um, okay, I just so, don't understand how they went back, took the stones for however time period that they took it, which altered the past, which in essence, I felt like would alter the future present. Okay, like, first, first, first of all, first of all, you remember the sequence that they did while it was they was testing Clint. Oh, who by the way, Clint goes through his own mini arc at the beginning of the film. 
He loses his family. They get dusted, and he be, he becomes he becomes a vigilante who kills criminals who didn't get dusted. The main line in the in the movie that he says is like, "Look," and I'm paraphrasing, of course. Thanos took innocent lives; they didn't take yours. So I'm here for that. So right. he crime, to, yeah, he turns into he turns into Ronan, who Tom just basically Ronan, basically anti-hero. Right, who just basically murders and kills people. So until well, he murdered and killed, they're bad people. So they might deserve to die if there is such a thing. But yeah, I, he's a vigilante. It brings up an ethical question at that particular point. It's like, that look, is an if, ethical if, question. If you kill a if you kill a bad guy, does that make does it make it wrong? Does that make you are, it wrong? Right. You can't be judge, jury, and executioner. That's why. And look, that's what he is. So. Nat runs into him in Japan and tells him, "We got. I think we got an idea. I think we can make this work." And he's like, "Don't give me that." And she's like, "What? Don't give me hope." And he's like, "She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't give you this before, but come back with me, and we can make this right." From that point, it starts off a trivergence of three. You know, there are. They, three off, they break off into three groups. And no, it's no, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm looking at this. I, and I know we've talked about this earlier, and that's probably the reason why I'm more philosophical about this this time that we're talking about this. But this that point, honestly, that time heist breaks off, even though it breaks off into three separate teams, it also brings up three separate arcs that the heroes need to go through. So Hawkeye needs to, Hawkeye needs to be whole, and by be whole means he needs his family. Black Widow needs to, she still hasn't balanced, balanced out all that red in her ledger that she mentioned in, in the, in the first Avengers movie. So she must've did a lot of horrible shit. And then Tony still, Tony still, still has not recovered. In my opinion, he has still not closed that loop that happened in age of Ultron. When he got mad at his father, his father left and his father got killed by Bucky and he never got a chance to say goodbye to his father. Right. And Cap no, number four, Cap still has still has. I, I'm in love, and I'm horny. That's all it is. I'm in love, and I'm in horny. <laughs> I'm gonna say how you know he horny. He might not be horny because he never experienced it. Whatever you were seven, you you've been in ice for seven years. Well, I mean, but you saw he carried that um that pocket. What was it? Was it a watch that had her picture in it? Yeah, he been carrying that he watch that with him all the time. Right. He always talked about Peggy. I mean, that was his first love that he didn't get to actualize. So, yeah, he, you know, he was still in that sort of kind of way. Right. And then you throw a Nebula, that's the space component. She still has to come to terms with the fact of, she's got daddy issues. And she had daddy issues way back in Guardians of the Galaxy she 1. She still had daddy issues. So she had daddy issues until late in the film where she finally just went in and said, look, well, I guess after her father got a haircut. At that time, he tried to kill her in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back when he tried to kill her and Gamora actually saved her. And she was just like, you know, my dad is just fucked up and I got to move on. That's when she started changing from being Nebula that did her father's bidding to being Nebula that tried to figure out figure it out you know she she tried to figure out the good i don't think nebula was innately evil i just think (laughs) i think she's misguided 
pretty much. All right. Okay. So again, we are bouncing around. See, we haven't even got to the point where folk cried. You said you had you got misty eyed and whatnot. Oh, okay. So so during this time heist, one of the important points, and this goes back to the time travel instance where you brought up earlier, that as the the Hulk goes to Doctor Strange's house, thinking he's going to run into Doctor Strange, but he runs into the Ancient One instead, which brings back Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Which, by the way, I guess people are just relied to it now because I heard no complaints about Tilda Swinton being in a movie. I know they they yellow faced her. <laughs> I thought it was white faced because the Ancient Man was Asian. It's Asian, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, they whitewash the Asian. They whitewash. They whitewash the Ancient One. The ancient one's argument is is like, look, I can't get because she had the time stone because Doctor Strange wasn't there yet. She's like, look, he's not. He's supposed to be the best one of us. He's five years it, too early. Right, he's five years too early. So he's like, look, just give me the stone. And Tilda Swinton did the, the Haya karate chop, knock your soul out your body again. I think that's the wrong avenue I would have took with the producers and whatnot because these last couple of films, I got no Hulk. All I got was Mark Ruffalo. And you got even more Mark Ruffalo when he wasn't even Professor Hulk. Right. And I'm just like, wow. come on, we like the Hulk for this. Actually, the Hulk has been depowered, honestly, since that last fight scene in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. The one that said the one that was in the, the arena. When he got knocked out by Thor's lightning punch, that was it for the Hulk. It's just all Mark Ruffalo after that. Yeah. I mean, even when they was in the ship, when Thanos had took over the ship that had left Asgard, uh, he wouldn't even manifest in Infinity Wars. They had to use the machine. They had to use on a Tony's machine because you remember he he couldn't turn into the Hulk. Right, so um, they put him in a Hulkbuster instead. Which Hulkbuster. I I just thought it was just like I I don't know who made that writing decision. I don't know if Mark Ruffalo would be like I signed on this movie to be an actor and I don't want to be just the Hulk. But dude, we're well, here I don't here. know if they had have done that. Did they even have the rights to do? to do the Hulk like that? Because then it's like the Hulk and then it's like the Incredible Hulk. Like, aren't no. they two different? No, what happens is, and this is, this is, I think, the reason why it was a business decision why they split him off like that. Mm-hmm. Because the Hulk, like Namor, the Submariner, they're both mm-hmm. owned by by Universal. And just like with the with the skirted by the, the the thing with the X-Men, like using Quicksilver and Scarlet Wish. They skirted by that uh, because both, uh, both it's the same, it, they're co, they co-own the, the same IP. So they have to use new and interesting ways to use the IP. And I guess, I don't know, maybe that, I don't know, I don't have the contract in front of me, nor I don't think I can get it. Um, I think there's probably something in the contract that tells Marvel, yeah, you can use the Hulk name, but you can't. But you, you can't, can't use the Hulk, right? Right. You can't. You can't do Hulk stuff with him. You know, like you could. You could put. You could put him in green, and he can maybe make a roar. But yeah, you can't. Like they, they gave him a, like maybe they gave him a like a pitch count, like uh, Hulk like, out. So uh, many Right, a Hulk smash count. Like yeah, you can only Hulk smash like only ten times. So you need to spread them out. So that's why in these they they've already spent they already blew their Hulk smash budget or they they Hulk smash count so they mm-hmm. just had to go with this and if that's the case then you just might as well just get another strong guy character or something and I mean I mean it is what it is but I mean yeah you need to look this all started because Marvel was going bankrupt in the in the late in and the they late had 90s. to sell off and they, had to, and they had to sell, and they sold they sold the spider that's why look. Y'all, y'all happy about the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, but I believe that that's Sony's second to last movie that they're going to share. So Spider-Man's only going to be in one more movie, and then he goes back to Sony. 
he goes back to Sony, yeah. Which which they go, which I think is a if they it does go to Sony and Sony's like, no, we're gonna launch them ourselves, that's gonna be the dumbest idea ever. It, there's it a is. reason there's a reason why after two reboots that Spider-Man is only popular again because it came back to Marvel and was done right. Okay. That's that's why I have so that's why I have so much hope for the X-Men, which by the way, which will also come in my predictions about how uh, the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> no, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that movie. That look, me and my friend yeah got to go see it no i have i have i have a friend i have a friend in boston um and she may be on the podcast at a later date uh speaking about her other stuff but i have a friend and we used to always when we used to watch movie trailers together we would always shout out oh day one in the theater oh wait wait hbo or my favorite uh upn on a saturday afternoon when i'm doing my taxes Lord Jesus. That is the only way I'm gonna see. That's the only way I'm gonna see. Look, I'm gonna see Dark. Fe- Look, the only way I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see the Dark Phoenix movie is that if it's on a Fire Stick that I do not own, that somebody else bootleg. So okay, so you're gonna see it when it's bootleg. I'm like, look, Fox is Fox has been t- extremely terrible with the X Men movie. The only good X Men movie, and that's that's only that's only because they fell into it was um uh, was X Two. Hmm. They just showed that the other day. All the rest of them, X one, especially X three. Oh my god! And 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 I see. This is the problem that I have with somebody with with other people who own the rights to these movies, right? Like uh-huh. when every time they do Spider Man, what villain did they always go ahead and put up against Spider Man? No matter what, no matter what the reboot is, the Goblin. Yes, thank you. And then in the X Men movie, what what they they ruined that franchise because Magneto. they did. <laughs> They did three things wrong. They continued to make Magneto the villain. Also, they shoehorned Jennifer Lawrence and nearly got them everything in the next three films that they had. And also, Wolverine is in every X-Men movie. Wolverine is in every X-Men movie. You know what I thought was weird? I was surprised that they didn't do more with Rogue, more with Storm. Um, Like, you know, some of the main characters, Gambit... They couldn't because Halle Berry couldn't act her way out of a wet paper bag when she early on in her career. Remember when she was? Remember when she, in the first X Men movie? It's and, and by the way, the same thing happened with Elizabeth Olsen with Scarlet Witch. Like in the first movie, they had that real accent, that real accent for their character, and then in the second one, it was like, "I'm not doing an accent." Okay, you're not doing an accent. Wow. Halle oh, Berry yeah. lost. Halle Berry lost her African accent and Elizabeth Holson lost her Sokovian accent. And I'm like, y'all not even true to the goddamn characters, man. So that's what what I'm saying. Those, those characters need to come back home and they need to be done right. And I, I, my, my main point, my main point that that's what I'm saying that my other prediction is that they need to hold off, hold off on the X-Men put the X-Men in a vault and don't touch the mugs for the next five to ten years. So let some time pass. Right. Then recast. So and then, reset. Yeah. Right. Then recast and then redo the movies as, as as proper. You do... You don't like the cast that they have now? No, I don't. And, and look, Sophie... Uh, Even Sophie, Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner is good on... She's good on Game of Thrones. She is not good. Because they didn't... Look. They should have just... And I hate to say this, but they should have just used the, the the Marvel formula. You can't build up to the Dark Phoenix saga 
in two films, one of which okay. she already, one of so, which she's already used the power at that particular point. And oh, if she had no Dark Phoenix powers, she get the Dark Phoenix powers in the third movie, but she already showed glimpses of it in the second movie. In the second movie, yeah. That was confusing as fuck. How's that work, Sway? I, you know what? Um I, I noticed that movie, you it's really hard to do time well. When you have time travel, it's hard to to do it. Well, it would have been even it's harder to do it when they did it with the wrong with the wrong person in the comic books. You know who made that time jump? And I I'm I'm guessing maybe we're talking about it. Uh that was Apocalypse, wasn't it? No, I'm sorry. Wait, say, that was, say that again. You had the comic books they sent that they sent Kitty Pride. They didn't send Wolverine back. Yes, they did. They sent Kitty. They, That's the they, girl who through the walls, right? Yes. They don't even they I think she was in one movie. They don't even talk about her. Exactly. Nightcrawler for that much. <laughs> You can't set up Days of Future Past or the eight. I mean, the Age of Apocalypse when you only have two movies. You only had two movies, but of course, I'm speaking about two that the the reboot, which was uh, Age of Apocalypse uh, with the younger cast, and then uh, Age of Ultron with the with the older cast. So not Age of Ultron. I'm sorry. Uh, Days of Future Past. Age of Future Past with the with the older cast. You don't have to. I'm not saying that they need to introduce each individual. Maybe they can do that 10 years down the road. They can start that process again and build it up. Like mm-hmm. you do the Wolverine movie, you do the Cyclops movie, you do the Storm movie. You know, you build those all up to the, and each one of those is the big bad. And we all know the big bad is Magneto. Or, like I said, the big bad is is somebody else. Apocalypse. <laughs> right, or or time or sinister. I mean, <laughs> they were way more powerful than Magneto. Right. Or you do, or you do the double. You do the double in. I mean, I know they don't want to saturate the market, but I mean, if you're only releasing three Marvel films, uh, three Marvel films a year, or two Marvel films a year, because they're only doing two this year, right? In game, and then they do it far from home. They did three. You forget Captain Marvel. I forget Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel. <laughs> so if they do three a year, look, you do your your major character that's going to lead to your major film, which is the third one. So they can't do it. I mean, I just gave them ideas on how they can do it. Okay, like example, like I asked you about when did you get all misty eyed? You got misty eyed because there was a payoff. Every almost every line in that third act called back to another film in the movie. Or even, or even like, okay, so, so again, spoilers. When Tony went ahead and died, and he, before he died, and when he said, I am Iron Man, and snapped his fingers, that calls back to the first movie when he says, I am Iron Man. At his, at his, at his funeral, when his, when Happy asked his daughter what she wanted to eat, and she's like, I want cheeseburgers. And he's like, Your dad likes cheeseburgers. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers that, you know, that, that that you could ever eat that calls back to a line he said when tony got off the plane and said i, I want cheeseburgers mm-hmm. i'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want pal and then shove them in the car right but but that's 10 or 11 years of building up towards oh i remember that scene or oh, i remember that and that's why i get all teared up like when it during the main fight scene when captain america picked up that picked up the hammer and threw it at threw it at thanos that, and Storm screams, oh, I knew it. That calls back to that Age of Ultron scene at the party when he was like, hey. He was trying to pick up the hammer. <laughs> right, he moved the hammer and Thor gave the look like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, he moved it a little bit. 
Right. So, so yeah, I remember that. There was no emotional cachet, and I feel that way about all those X-Men films and all the Spidey films before they got back to Marvel. None of those films yeah, had any cachet. Yeah, because there was no, co- no, no cohesiveness. No cohesiveness, no cachet that's built, that, no emotional cachet that built to be like, oh man, dog. I, I mean, I, and I'll be honest, the only other film that may have that, that had that cachet, but that's not even, it's in the co- continuity, but not really, was, was Logan. And yeah, they yeah, tried- and, but I think that was out of the love of the um, Wolverine because of Hugh Jackman. Because at that point, he was the only person who played Wolverine. Right. But he had eleven. He had eleven or twelve films at that point. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was that. That was consistent, right? Um, I just think. I just think that old cast and that new cast. They just. That's why they need to just pack up all, all the X Men and all their other entities and put them away. It, mm-hmm. it reintroduced the Fantastic Four, specifically Franklin, and then Franklin becomes the glue that pieces together the Avengers universe. They should just do it by separate universes, quite frankly, because then you don't have to hire other, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to lock down to like 10-year contracts. Right. I like, and, and there's only should be like maybe one con- one connective tissue between, between all these universes, and that's probably Nick Fury. And then at that point, when Samuel L. Jackson gets old, you just pass it on to Nick Fury Jr. And then Nick Fury Jr. takes, takes over and does all the rest of it. So you saying you think Nick Fury should just be the connected tissue between the Avengers, between X-Men, between the Guardians, that like that just that one person. Right. It, uh, it should, it should, but keep them separate. It should be uh, look, it they should be separate but equal entities like okay, we're going to do <laughs> we're going to do we're going to do the well, Fantastic you know that, uh, We're going to do the Fantastic 4. You know how the Fantastic 4 was created? That they were created because of Tony Snap. And Tony Snap, which got back to the point that I was originally trying to make, and we went through all this rigmarole. During the Hulk Snap, the Hulk said, I tried to bring Natasha back, but I couldn't. Uh, even though I tried with the best with the with the gauntlet. Who's to say that when Tony go back a little bit, during the final battle with Thanos and whatnot, uh, two major things happened that 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 brought the theater into into a frenzy. Well, three things. One, after the Hulk snap, it took a little while, but all of the heroes throughout all the films finally came back. They came back? When you think that all hope is lost, you hear Sam say, Cap, can you hear me? I was like, what? And then you saw Dr. Strange little yellow spiral thing. And I was like, who coming through? Who coming through? And out there, T'Challa. I was like, Wakanda for fucking ever. Right. You hear me? That's the part I cried on. Because I was like, I knew I I wasn't expecting to see them. And then them bitches was ready to fight. Right. Like, oh God, like, yo, what's, what's up? What we need to do? And then you start seeing everybody. Everybody was there mm-hmm. like how did you feel when you saw that well i knew it was going to be it was going to be tough sledding for me to keep up a lot but i mean i know the reason why they did it because at this point and look there's a there's a point of contention to where people are like well how did Thanos? okay so going back a little bit even further ne- nebula's time stealing portion is that her and, and war machine 
go back to the planet where uh, where Quill. Quill first steals the Power Stone. It's pretty easy for them to take out Quill because the War Machine punches him in the face and basically knocks him unconscious. Well, and Quill is not the sharpest tool in the shed. So, well, but uh, but for those who talk about, well, you got a concussion. He he is half human. He's not all the way human, just half human. Mm-hmm. So with that knowledge, unfortunately, and I I sort of understood this, but then I didn't. You remember you remember that old show? There was an old show that came on Sci-Fi about a dude that travel about a chick that travels from the future to the past, oh. where she's like a she's like a police officer slash bounty hunter, and like it came on the Sci-Fi Channel where she basically has this technology that allows her to do stuff in the future, but the suit mm-hmm. the suit doesn't work. In the, the suit doesn't work in the past, and the only thing that does it works in the past. But the only way she knows that she, well, she comes into the character that she's supposed to hook up with, is that the suit activates on the same network. Like the dude that built mm-hmm. the, suit, the suit in the past, he still has the same Wi-Fi network that's in the future. Um, actually, it's continuum. So, <laughs> so she get connected, right? Kind of like how Nebula, the 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 future present one and the past one connected, right? And that's the only way I understood that part. And I know that some of our listeners may not have understood that, uh, but yeah. So I guess this 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 Wi-Fi network that Thanos built for for Nebula and whatnot just 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 is out there. I don't know. Maybe she just she got the password in her head and what the Wi-Fi password in her head and whatnot. It instantly connects. To the Wi-Fi network, which easily connects her to her to her past self. So the past self alerts <laughs> alerts Thanos. Um, well, first that hit that his 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 vision is complete, and then he dies trying to co- after completing that vision. So they take uh, they switch places. The past Nebula switch places with the future Nebula, who's stuck in the who's stuck in the past because she's connected. With the Wi-Fi network, with the old past Nebula, if that makes any sense. So, mm-hmm. so the question was on the internet boards: Is that how did they have enough pin particles? Oh, by the way, Scott made several mentions that they only have enough pin particles for pin particles to do one test. No, one test because remember he screwed up the first test. So they had one for one mm-hmm. test, and then one trip, and then one trip back. One trip back. Mm-hmm. So. Nebula still has Nebula still has her trip because she couldn't make the trip because you know she got hacked while she was in she was in the past. So the question is is that how did they how did they shrink down all of Thanos's ships and so on and so forth as well as Thanos's main ship? I'm making the contention that who's to say that. They had not. They had. They had several years to get to the point in the future that they were in. The, that they were in the past. What it was like. They went back. What two thousand fourteen? Yeah, that's like nine years. They still had nine years. You gonna tell me that you had your boy? You had your boy Squidward on the um on the podium, and he couldn't figure that out. They couldn't reverse engineer some pin particles. Oh, uh, Squidward probably did. You talking about uh, was it Massive Priest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you call him Squidward. Call him Squidward because I didn't call Iron Man called him Squidward in in, in Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. 
That shit is funny. But yeah, I mean, he probably did reverse engineer it. But you know, the uh, past Nebula had came back. I think she used the pin particles and then she did something in the quantum realm. Because they didn't come through the machine. Remember, they came out. They no. they manifested outside, no, like a portal open. No, ma'am. They came through. They came through the. Um, they came through. They you, it, she crashed through the machine into the other and destroyed the machine. I'm talking about. Okay, wait a minute. I thought when Thana when she got the when she came through the machine, she did something to it which made his ship appear. His ship couldn't appear because that's how they came from the past. They had to go through the quantum realm, right? So they had to shrink down. They had to come through the quantum realm. So his ship was still like the size of a regular human when it burst through the burst through the the the, the quantum hole and then burst through the roof and then became the big size ship. Oh, okay, yeah. So where did that other pin come from? I'm I'm I'm, I'm telling you, they recreated the pin particles. Squidward and his this team of scientists recreated the pin particles. That's the only other answer. I, but you know how but you know how they could have kept this confusion down. They could have just said, okay, well, we're gonna reverse engineer this pin particle. Right. They could have Or he could have said, sire, sire, I, I figured out how how we can get back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or get forward, whatever. Right. I'm lost. I'm confused now. I, I there's no reason to confuse. It's like I said, it's the end of the film. It's confusing as hell. I mean, we're skipping over the main point, and I need to go ahead and make sure that we capture that main point. Anthony Stark dies in this movie, which is a callback to Cap's original question of him back in event. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. I know guys with none of that worth ten of you. I've seen the footage. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on a wire and let the other guy crawl over you. I think I would just cut the wire. You thought that that was when he did it in the first Avenger, when he threw the missile and killed uh, killed off the Shatari. But no, I think it was this one. I think it was all leading to this one that he was that I knew that he was going to die because they kept calling back to that. And they kept calling back to the fact that he was he was. He was still suffering that dream that he had. He kept saying Thanos has been in my head for like eight years. Yes. During the last climactic battle, after they lose the gauntlet, and it's a very dizzying sequence between all of the characters that came through the wormholes. You know, first it's uh, Hawkeye has the gauntlet and he hands it off to Black Panther, who calls him Clint, which is a callback to the airport scene back in Civil War when yes. he says, my name is Clint. And the boy says, I don't care. <laughs> don't care yep then the black panther runs until he he gets into some issues and then and then hands off to spider-man who's good until he gets into some issues and then cap throws him like hey queen's heads yep. up and he throws the hammer and he throws the hammer <laughs> and and spider-man rides the hammer until he gets rescued by uh pepper potts who in earlier in the movie, Tony says he built a suit for her, but then makes a side joke that, well, your mother never buys. It. He says this to his daughter. He never, wears he, never, what I buy. he never wears what I buy her anyway. So, yeah. so she's Ironheart. No, she's not Ironheart. Who is she? She's not. That's rescue. They're not going to call her Ironheart. You know how many black nerds that have a fit if they give the blonde white woman the you Ironheart? They can't blurs have an issue with her being called Ironheart. Mm-mm. Besides Gwyneth Paltrow's issue. <laughs> When Apultra says she know she's not gonna be in any more superhero movies, so she's out. Okay. Uh they're all trying to get to the quantum van where, where Scott Lang is at. 
to Spider-Man, gets surrounded by uh, the, the demon dogs. He puts the suit into kill mode and the suit turns into Stabby Stabby McStabby until mm. Captain Marvel shows up, destroys Thanos' main ship and says, I'll take the gauntlet over. And then that's when the whole A-Force, because all the female characters in the Marvel comic book universe, they form their own all-female Avengers team called A-Force. Mm-hmm. Which they kind of been sort of hitting at. I mean, they, they, they have given out Easter eggs even with the passing of the gauntlet because everybody that they pass the gauntlet to in the comic books had wielded at one point in time. You sure? You sure about that? Mm-hmm. When did Spider-Man Black Panther wielded? Oh, Black, well, wait maybe a... not Spider. Mm. Yeah, he had it for a hot second. He wielded the, the gauntlet. I don't think he. But, wielded, uh, I don't think he wielded the gauntlet. He wielded a stone. Um, either I think it's either in a what if comic book because he became Captain Universe. I Captain Universe. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I, they and I, yeah, you're right about Black Panther wielded at one time. Then Captain Marvel wielded at one time. The gauntlet has been around, <laughs> right? And I'm surprised. Well, no, they did give it to Nebula at one point, which I thought when they gave it to her, Nebula was, did have it. Nebula, is this how she uh, did she kill her? Did she kill Thanos with it? Uh, I think she became evil and they had to team up with Thanos in order to stop her. I don't know. that they, In order to stop her or something like that. But she did wield the gauntlet at one point in time. Right. Um, actually... Nebula took the glove and undid all of Thanos' actions, which brought back all of the heroes that he killed and started yet another fight. But at the end of this fight, she gave it to Adam Warlock. So everybody who touched it wielded at one point in time in a comic book. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, okay, so it gets to the point where Thanos destroys, unfortunately, the, the quantum truck and knocks out Carol. Oh, him and Carol fight for a minute. You know, he tries to punch her in the head with his own head and it does, she don't move. And she was like, what was that? Yeah, so <laughs> she don't <laughs> but then Thanos like, let me take one of these stones off the gauntlet, fire at your ass, and then boom. And then he knocks Carol out, then puts the stone back together, and then puts the glove back on, and Earlier in the flick, when when all the heroes showed back up, Tony goes to Doctor Strange and says, oh, so it's only one out of 14 million, huh? Is is this it? And Doctor Strange's like, if I tell you, then it's not going to happen. It was not going to happen. Right. At one point when Thanos is about to and does put back on the glove and about to snap, you know, Tony looks over at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange gives him that look like, yeah, you better, you better handle this, bro. So, mm-hmm. so he goes over, tries to fight Thanos. Thanos throws him off his back. About to make the snap, and then it's nothing but a snap until he looks around right. and discovers that Tony has all the stones. Because in the before that snap, Thanos says, "I am inevitable." Now, here's how I think this affects Marvel in the future. So Tony makes a snap, right, and kills all Thanos's peoples and whatnot, including Thanos himself. Thanos goes dusted bye bye. What mm-hmm. ha- what I think happened is is that Tony also says, "I know I'm going to die. I know I'm not going to make it." If you could make some folk powered so that they could become my armor around this world since I'm gone, good looking out. So you think that's how the, the mutation gene came into play? Tony Snap is the Marvel Cinematic Universe's version of the Marvel Comics version of the White Event, which was a similar event that happened because this ordinary dude got this celestial object called the Star Brand that was imprinted in another object which created a burst of energy, which created mutations all over this particular planet, which is in an alternate universe from the Marvel 616 universe. So that's how you get mutations. That's how they'll do the Fantastic Four. Because the Fantastic Four whole theory doesn't seem to make any goddamn sense. 
So you're going to tell me that you're going to be an astronaut that's going to get in this doggone ship based on the whims of the dude talking about, hey, man, they say that my shit don't work. I think we should get in the ship anyway and prove it that it works. Then they get bathed with cosmic rays and turn into the Fantastic Four. I'm telling you, this snap thing works so much better because let's say at the time that Tony is having this big battle with Thanos and whatnot, said it reached Richard and said, fuck y'all, I'm going to do this launch anyway. Launches the rocket ship. He gets up into space. Tony doesn't snap. They get bathed with some sort of, you know, mystical energy from the... I mean, I see what you're saying. It's a little esoteric, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I see how that could solve that particular pothole in, in how to get the Fantastic Four involved. Right, because they've already... They've- because they're not going in chronological order anymore. So, yeah, it, if they tried to go back in, into chron- chronological order, it wouldn't make sense. But the snap make it make sense. Right, so you can build a whole Fantastic Four movie ar- they, around the snap. They need to pay you. Producer? No. <laughs> Get you in the writing room somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So my question to you is: Do you think they could have done this in game differently? I I really think they could have tidied up the time travel thing instead of just making it like, well, your past is your future, and your future is your past. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just I think they just threw that line in there just to be like, hey, um, yeah, we took care of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense about the time travel. And for those of the, I, I mean, it would take us at least another hour to explain. How, what the divergent timelines right. is and going back and forth. <laughs> That's why we've we've done it in this. It's not a review. We're just talking about certain points of the issues that we find interesting. That's why we've done it in this particular manner. Because so those right. who try to like, why didn't you do it in chronological order? But what happened step by step by step? I'm like, I'm not doing that because there are other there there are way other issues as we. But anyway, let's get back to end game because you know I go down that rabbit hole. Right. So I think the uh, the let. Well, I mean, there's two other two other characters we we spoke about Nat and Hawkeye, but I don't think we spoke about Captain America and my problems with Captain America's ending. Okay, what was your problem with Captain America's ending? It just seems like wasn't to the character of Captain America. Now, again, I don't know what stories they got held, but for those who don't know, after Tony died, Cap took it personally and was like, because Tony used to always tell him that he needs to live his life. So when they had to return the Time Stones after they defeated Thanos and after they buried Tony, Cap said, okay, uh, I'll just go ahead and take the stones back, which leaves a whole lot of adventures that don't make any sense to me, which leads up to a whole lot of plot holes. First Mm -hmm. plot hole, number one, how did he get the stones back to Volmir? How did he get the stones back to space? Did he have a spaceship? Did he have a spaceship? Did he use the the stone that was in the Cosmic Cube to transport him? to whatchamacallit, and then once he did that, did he run into the skull, the red skull, who was guarding the soul stone, and be like, hey, how you doing? How are you doing, Captain? And he's like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, you want to take, <laughs> take the stone? Be on he the- was like, Hydra was my old gig, dude. This is my new gig. <laughs> this is this how you going to do? Number two, I have a problem with the fact that Cap came back to the past and hung out with Pe- Peggy and lived the remainder of his life with Peggy and let her go to work for fucking shield, knowing that that motherfucker was was infiltrated with Hydra, like every day he served us some coffee and some toast, maybe made well, some eggs and some grits. We don't know if that's what he did, cause we don't see that. All we see is them dancing. We don't even know if she's still working for Rashield. 
You gonna think Peggy gonna give up her give up her job and she'll become a housewife? Peggy is not gonna give up her job and not be a housewife. I don't think that's not in her character. But I feel like Captain America would have been like, "Look, I can't tell you how I know this. The folks you work for are a little shady." Number three. So you gonna tell me in Captain America: Winter Soldier when he goes back to the Captain America Museum, Peggy says that she got married to a dude that Captain America rescued behind enemy lines. Now, either she was lying, and then that's why when she had Alzheimer's, and it was Civil War II when she she died. Yeah, that was Civil War when she died. That was Civil War when she died, yeah. Right, so she died from Alzheimer's. So you're telling me that Peggy kept that secret, that she was secretly married to Captain America, then made up the no, lie? No, that's, that's a pot that that is a legitimate pothole. That is a legitimate pothole. Like the whole, when Captain America went back and he didn't come back like he was supposed to, that fucked up a whole bunch of timelines. But supposedly, supposedly, Bucky knows that he ain't coming back. Because Bucky, Bucky knew that Captain wasn't coming back because when before Cap left, he said, don't get into trouble. I'm going to miss you. So Bucky knew. Bucky knew he wasn't coming back in five seconds. So, look, maybe on the Captain America, maybe under the Winter Soldier Falcon series, they need to discuss that. I think this needs to be a scene where I think he had a conversation with Cap, like, Buck, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm finna go, I'm finna go get my lady. I'm gonna take these stones back, but I'm gonna yeah, they need to. They need to fix that, and maybe they, maybe they, maybe they left that. They maybe, left that maybe out they there. Maybe they left that out there in hopes that people wouldn't <laughs> analyze it like we did. But, but they left that know. out because they know that people going. But I don't know. It just it, they need to fix that portion because I don't believe that Cap would have sit would have sat around for. Oh, I don't know the Cold War, the Vietnam War. Of course the, not. The war in Afghanistan. You gonna tell of me that he just? Not. But no one said anything. You gonna tell me that? You gonna tell me everybody kept that secret? We don't know. President Reagan kept that secret. Bush kept that secret. You gonna tell me Obama kept that secret? I think Obama could have. (laughs) I think actually, I think Reagan and Bush could have kept it. You know who couldn't? Who couldn't keep? Well, no, I think Trump got dusted. You you don't ask me. I think Trump got dusted. <laughs> I think Thanos personally went over here, went over the wild, and yeah, you do. You got this gun. Oh, 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 the first stop didn't take you. <laughs> I got to do two snaps. We got to make, we got to make two right. <laughs> no, no, player, yeah, get up out of here. Up out of here. Uh-uh, just on GP. <laughs> that is crazy, but yeah, that that did. That did like I said, I got really totally confused with the, the timeline thing because my my brain was like, bitch, this don't make sense. <laughs> like it's not adding up. <laughs> so right. I was just like, I I was just like, I'm I'm just gonna enjoy the film for what it is and I'm not gonna put myself through the torture of trying to analyze something that don't make sense. Right. So I, I feel you. I feel you with the piles. I really do. I mean, I, like I said, they're gonna have to. You, maybe they they keeping that stuff for all the Disney Plus to, to, in order to clean it up. But it's some major ass plot holes. And I mean, that's that's something. And um, maybe we can get all the writers on board to 
so that the story can be consistently corrected. You know what I'm saying? Because on one hand, when they corrected one issue, they fuck up like two other ones. Right. So again, like with them, you brought them, you brought them millions of billions of billions of people five years into the into the future. I mean, you look. And that's just on Earth. The, The whole freaking universe was like that. I can just imagine it's like I'm chilling with my new lady, and then my old lady just show up at the front door, like, "Hey, I'm alive!" I'm like, "No, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, Ooh. what?" Yeah, I mean, you know, more, you know, went. It's just, yeah, they didn't explain it about that, but I don't think that was their point that they were trying to make. The point that they were trying to make is like, okay, here are all the characters that you love that you thought was dead. Right, and exactly, oh, like going back into, and we're just gonna put this here, and we're gonna leave it here. Right. <laughs> And not think about all the ramifications, like with Spider-Man going from home. So basically, you got kids that were in, were freshmen in high school when they got snapped. Now all day peoples have already graduated and went to college when they got unsnapped. That's what I was telling you when I was like, "How did Spider-Man end end up back in high school?" I mean, he only went, he only went with the only place he knew. Now, did, did well, that what make, was his friend there? Because <laughs> his friend got snapped too. Which leads me to another question. Oh, did, okay. So his friend got snapped. Okay, it, that would explain that. Did his aunt get snapped? And if she didn't get snapped, what she was doing for the five years that Pete was gone? Yeah, Spider-Man. I mean, she Spider-Man, knew that it was a, a epic, well, an epidemic that, you know, half of the universe died. Like I said, she survived it. Mm-mm. So she probably knew that he got caught up in the dusting. Yeah, so you think that uh, you think that Aunt May would have survived that, that she wouldn't have went crackers at the fact that his, first of all, yeah, Uncle she ben, would have went crackers, but this is not the Aunt May that like this is not the frail Aunt May. His Aunt May is still relatively young, and not saying that losing her nephew wouldn't have been traumatic. I think it would have been traumatic, but I think it would have been something she was able to survive if it had happened. I don't know, man. This it, this seems like this all over the all over the map. So yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home is gonna have to explain a whole heap and hell a lot. Although yeah, it, does, it is gonna have to. Although the tra- although it does make the trailer make sense now. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they, I mean, okay, and then like, okay, so the people who came who were gone for five years and they came back, what was the psychological effect that that had on them? Because I mean, you you experience a period of time that passed but you wasn't there like you wasn't aware of it like have you ever lost like a couple of seconds and you was like what the fuck you know like like say for instance if you I guess blank out for a second mm-hmm. don't you feel weird and that just be like seconds mere minutes don't you feel weird once you come back like hey I'm missing a chunk of time so exactly. think about missing a chunk of five years. <laughs> it's like that—that's the psychological shit that could that could be that could be very bad. Right. I mean, I understand. So, yeah. So I think I think we've covered we've covered a lot, and we probably will be covering more of this end game, specifically as uh, either one or both of us take another showing, or even when we uh, when the the video came, comes out on Disney Plus. Uh, that too will be discussed. I think this is a good way to end. And um, I will br- I will bring up the reason why I think they brought up that formula in um, in our next um, 
segment in our next episode. Uh, so this is CJ signing off. And this is Blackbird signing off as well. And we will talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Man Geeks Woman podcast with CJ and Blackbird. If you enjoyed this episode, we have many more to come. Subscribe to our podcast for your RSS or wherever you get your podcast. Come on, we're not jealous. We know you got others. If you want to contact us directly, we can be found on Twitter at men underscore geeks underscore woman or join our Facebook at Man Geeks Woman. We look forward to hearing from you.